This is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Christopher Intagliata. One of the ugliest sites in Great Britain is a small power station outside Plymouth, England. It's electrical lines and towers surrounded by a drab-colored fence. I know this not because I've been there, but because a photo of it has scored a measly 1 out of 10 on an online game called Scenic or Not. The game has viewers rate photos from all over the UK on their scenic beauty. After a million and a half ratings of more than 200,000 photos, the site has classified more than 93% of Great Britain as scenic or not, or somewhere in between. And now a study in the journal Scientific Reports has used that data to show that our happiness increases in line with the scenic beauty around us, which might sound kind of obvious. But what was, I think, surprising is that we find in that connection in built-up areas as well. So it's not just uh, a natural area that might have an impact on happiness, but we might also feel happier in more beautiful areas in our cities. Chinooki Saracena, a data scientist at the Warwick Business School and the Alan Turing Institute. Saracena and her team used data from the Mappiness iPhone app, which polled some 15,000 participants about their well-being a few times a day over a three-year period. The app also polled GPS data, which allowed Saracena and her team to correlate happiness ratings with the scenic or not rating of where a participant happened to be. The team found that as scenic beauty goes up, so does self-reported well-being, and that held true for areas featuring picturesque human-built structures, such as bridges and interesting architecture. And though it's just a correlation for now... I think what's the interesting thing about this research is that it shows that just a small um, introduction of beauty into um, an area in a city can actually create happiness for possibly you know, thousands of people that are being exposed to that. Which could come in handy, because the global population is forecast to grow to 11 billion by the end of the century, living mostly in cities, which should be built as appealing as possible. Thanks for listening. For Scientific American's 60 Second Science, I'm Christopher Intagliata. <laughs>